This is an absolute huge game to start the 2023 season on from Combank Stadium on Thursday night at 8pm, March 2nd. The Parramatta Eels, last year's grand finalists, the runners-up for the Premiership, facing and opening their 2023 campaign in a huge game against the Melbourne Storm. Since Craig Bellamy took over as coach, the Storm have never lost a round one fixture. It's been over 20 years, but both of these teams in 2023 look significantly different to the ones that ended 2022. I've gone through, you know, as I mentioned, every team in my season preview. I've really broke down both of these teams recently, so go check them out. But man, the Melbourne Storm, so many, we'll start with them, so many departures, especially in the forward pack uh, between the end of the year and the start of the year. I mean, the likes of the Bromwich brothers, Felice Gafusi, Brendan Smith, they're all gone. So it's a new look forward pack. I mean, you've got Nelson, it's over Solonoma, Welsh, Lariero, Katoa, and Josh King. Harry Grant's the hooker. So you look at that forward pack, and you know, in the key positions, you've still got Melbourne's guns. Munster, Hughes, Paberhouse, and still out for at least the first couple months of this competition. When he comes back in, I expect Melbourne to go to a different level. But you're going to be looking at Big Nelson and, and Welsh to really lead this young forward back. Josh King had a breakout 2022, but now he's going to have to be asked to lead the team on a full-time basis in the lock position with Lariero and Katoa as those second rowers. Tariq Sims hasn't been named because he's still out uh, with a preseason injury, he should be back in the next few weeks. But really, it's a bit of a changing of the guard for the Melbourne Storm. They, they haven't been in this position where the engine room's looking a bit light and Bellamy's got to do what Bellamy does best, and that's find this young talent, nurture them into NRL stars, and you know make sure you instill those behaviours that are just hardworking. Hardworking, always turning up, and you know taking those hard carries out of your own mind. So, I mean... Melbourne Storm, I've got big expectations for them this year, but there's no doubt it's going to be a, a bigger challenge than ever. They've got injuries in the outside backs. So I mentioned Paberhausen is in there, so Meany's going to be starting the year at fullback. I expect him and Munster to swap around a little bit in those positions in the early rounds like they did at the back end of last year. Will Warbrick will play his first NRL game on the wing for the Storm, making his debut. And young Tonomopia comes in because of that injury to... Uh, to Justin Olin throughout the trials. So it's a little bit of a vulnerable-looking storm on paper, but I'm sure Bellamy would have really, you know, worked hard with this side over the off-season, just like every team does. But I think when Bellamy, you know, with the status and reputation he has in the game, when he uh, asks you to do something, you stand up and you deliver. And I'm pretty sure that these young guys will be full of confidence when they enter against the Eels on Thursday night. As I mentioned, Parramatta got their own problems heading into this round one fixture. They're going to be out their second rowers, and Isaiah Papalihi, you know, one of the, if not arguably the best second rower in the game last year, he's gone to the West Tigers now, so it was really going to fall back on Sean Lane and Ryan Madison to lead this forward pack uh, on the edges there for Parramatta. Unfortunately, Lane's broke his jaw in the preseason challenge, and Ryan Madison's going to be suspended for the first three weeks of the year due to an incident that he tried to get off, going all the way back to last year in the finals, so... You know, that has opened the door there for some young recruits in Dory and Merchant to get their opportunity. Bryce Cartwright finds himself back into a starting lineup for the first time in a while. And taking over that lock position, we're going to see Jermaine Hopgood, who will look to make that jersey his own in 2023. Now, the Eels, they're coming off a green final experience where, you know, they were blown off the park in that first half. But that incredible run that got them there, it would have uh, taken a lot of it out of them, but it would have really gained them a lot of confidence moving forward. So I said it in my season preview, making a green final 
um, on an incredible run like that could have a one of two effects on a team. They can really, um, you know, relish that experience of being in the grand final environment and do whatever they can to get back there, which I'm sure they'll be doing. But losing a grand final can be heartbreaking to the detriment of the team the next season where they really just struggle and have that grand final hangover and try too hard, try to force plays and ultimately can't get back there and their season ends up collapsing late. And I'm worried that it could have the same effect to the Eels um, later in the season, but in terms of this game, you got two big teams in the NRL going up against each other. The Eels have the wood over the storm in the recent history between the two clubs. The game is at Parramatta. The Eels will be looking to definitely redeem their grand final loss. So you can definitely make an argument for Parramatta in this game, and you know, it's going to be a real early test for the likes of uh, Moses, Dylan Brown, and to a lesser extent, Clint Guffson, their captain, in, I guess, maybe not redeeming because uh, they all had their moments and, and Gufson was outstanding in the grand final last year but in terms of showing up in a big game and, and making a big statement to the rest of the NRL by getting the ski up of Melbourne in the first week of the competition it would actually be huge uh, for Parramatta and all their fans if they can show we're still contenders here in 2023 and no, we're not going to go away easily I mean I predicted them to finish ninth in my season previews but you know, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love for them to come out and really show their intent towards the season um, by showing up in front of their home crowds and, and rewarding them for sticking with them all these years without a premiership and getting the win against Melbourne. But we know Melbourne are going to be ready, and I, I think that it's up to that starting prop combination that did so much damage for the Eels last year. And Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo to really take it to these young forwards that Melbourne you know, have it starting this season. Christian Wells, he's going to have his first full NRL game back since an ACL injury that kept him out of the entire 2022 campaign. So I think he'll be raring to go, but really, that one-two punch of Campbell, Gillard and Paulo, they should be out to intimidate Melbourne's forward pack early. Whether they can do that remains to be seen. I think that if we're looking at the composure of the playmakers, then you can't not give the advantage to Melbourne. I mean, Hughes and Munster... They've been at this game for so long, and they're so professional what they do, and I think Jerome Hughes is maybe the most underrated player in the NRL. Harry Grant's going to be scheming out a dummy half, and I think that those playmakers can lead Melbourne to a victory in round one. I just think that they've got too much class, too much experience, and I think that as hungry and determined as Parramatta are going to be to start their season um, on a high note after that heartbreaking grand final loss, I think Melbourne finishing out inside of the top four last year and getting eliminated the first week of the finals for the first time in eight years is going to really have Bellamy fired up. We don't know how long Bellamy is going to be coaching for. We don't know if it's going to be his last season in the NRL. He seems to be kind of indicating it based in the last few days, his appearance for NRL 360. But either way, uh, we know that Bellamy doesn't accept anything except perfection. I think that if I'm looking at Parramatta's off-season where a lot of those players seem to come back pretty late because they had the World Cup, they had, um, they had the grand final, and you know they had that extended break, I think... You know, one, there's Melbourne Stars that definitely featured in the World Cup. I think they've really been at work for a long time during this offseason. And I think in round one, it will prove dividends. I've got the Melbourne Storm winning this one by eight points, um, potentially 10. I think that you'll be tight early. But as I said, those playmakers from Melbourne, it's hard to back against the likes of Grant, Hughes, Munster. I think they get Melbourne over the line. And I think that uh, Munster is going to really come out and show that last year wasn't, you know, the best he can go to, as great as he was last season. I think he can go to another level, and I think that he really leads Melbourne, and I think he's a potential Dalian favourite um, in 2023. So Melbourne, I'll go by 10, potentially 8, um, to kick off the season. 
The first Friday night game of the season features two teams that are out to redeem their less-than-ideal 2022s when the New Zealand Warriors host the Newcastle Knights from Sky Stadium over there in New Zealand. Plenty to be excited about if you do go for the Warriors. They're at home for the first time in over three years for a full NRL season, and I expect the attendance for those games to be big. I expect there to be a lot of excitement in the community over there um, in Auckland, and, you know, we'll see how they go. It's... The last few years have kind of been a write-off. They've had a lot of excuses because of COVID, but they're going to be at the start their season off well. They're versing a Newcastle Knights team that are under a lot of pressure before the season even begins. Kalen Ponga has really dominated the headlines uh, for the club in the off-season. He's moving into the halves to partner the newcomer, Jackson Hastings, who had a bit of a resurgence last year at the Tigers back in the NRL after several years in the Super League. So for Ponga, it's about finding his feet in the halves and letting Hastings really control the game and his general kicking game to really get and steer Newcastle around the park while Ponga picks him moments and really looks to dissect weak opposition, especially when Newcastle are attacking on the Warriors line in this game. Lachlan Miller, the new recruit from Newcastle, will come in at fullback. The Warriors have their fair share of new recruits. Uh, Charles will Hodstack back to the club at fullback. Dallin Watine Zelezniak returned late last year. He's back in the wing position. Team Marie Martin is going to partner Sean Johnson in a new half combination. And they've got other signings like Mitch Barnett and Jackson Ford to really beef up. And even uh, Nicore, who was a grand finalist last year for the Eagles, to really beef up that forward pack a little bit. So, you know, there's all the guys in both of these squads that are out there looking for a name for themselves. The Warriors... As I mentioned, Ford Pack, um, a lot of young talent players that are looking to revitalize their career while the Knights, um, they've got a lot of guys looking to lock down a spot in the top 17 as well. I think the big test for the Warriors in this game is really overcoming Newcastle's starting forward back because they're some of the most experienced in the game. The Saifidi brothers have done you know, a wonderful job over the last five years for both the Knights and the Blues, and if they're fully fit, they're going to be hard to stop. Braley is, in my opinion, Jaden Braley, one of the most underrated hookers in the NRL. Frizzell has been, uh, you know, dominant for the last decade or so, and he's going to be looking to uh, really have his best year at Newcastle after a couple of, um, I guess, in and out of form seasons there. So, really, and, and they've got likes of Fix Given. Kurt Mann's a hard worker as well, and then Adam Elliott and Heverington, some real big bodies off the bench. So, I think that Newcastle, if they want to win this game, really lay down the foundation of those guys. And I know that the Warriors have got some experience in the likes of Fanua Blake, um, Barnett, and Harris. So it's going to be a big battle up front. But I give the edge to Newcastle there. And if they can get over the Warriors and really stop that emotion of playing back home at New Zealand, I think that Newcastle could potentially provide an upset here. But it's going to take, um, I guess... That composure from Hastings, these combinations are going to take time. Miller, Ponga, Hastings, and Braley, all four of those guys have never really played with each other before in those positions, apart from Ponga and Braley, who have experience with each other, obviously. Everybody else is coming bringing you into the system, but the same can be said for the Warriors. Nickel Clodstad, Marden, they're new to the club, so they've got to gel and, and find their combinations with Johnson and Egan. So I think whoever has better control with the football, football in hand... Um, and I think we'll know the result in the first 15 to 20 minutes of this game. Whoever can control the football better, less errors, the forward pack can lay the platform, and whoever finds a way to score early points, I think will get, I guess, a bit of a roll on. And if you know a team's up scoring tries in the first 10 to 15 minutes of this game, I think they will go on and win it because I don't think either one of these teams' trademarks is defense. I think it's about execution and, and getting those combinations right. 
I think it will be a scrappy first game of the season for both these teams. I'm actually, as I mentioned, going to go Newcastle for the upset. I've got Newcastle by 12 points. I think that there could be a massive boil over, and I think that if Ponga can find his feet in the halves, then Newcastle could score a lot of points in this one. But the Warriors will be hard to beat in front of their home crowds, and this is, you know, the upset um, that, you know... One of the upsets that I'd be most confident going this week. Um, I just got this feeling that Newcastle were really going to be out to impress early. Adam O'Brien's job's in trouble. It's safe to say he's under a lot of pressure. So there's no excuses for the Knights. Um, If they don't perform this year, I expect a full clean-out. For the Warriors, they've got a new coach in Andrew Webster. They've got to build these foundations and, I guess, figure out the next steps for their club and being competitive um, again because they haven't for a while but I think Newcastle might have a little bit more to offer in 2023 than the Warriors. I'm going to go Newcastle by 12. All right, everybody, I'm here back on the podcast. I've previewed the first two games of the season, but before we get to the blockbuster between the Penrith Panthers opening their 2023 accounts against the Brisbane Broncos in round one, I'm going to welcome in special guest Matt Cosser of the show. You guys have probably heard him before. He's almost like a second host at this point in the podcast history. Cosser, are you there? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Our first team was Tuesday for the year, so exciting times. Countdown's really on now. We've only got a couple more days to go. Big off-season, plenty of movement around. I know we had the World Cup at the back end of the season, but obviously Penrith, the 2022 Premiers. We'll get your Premiership prediction pretty soon. Um, But overall, I've got to ask about your beloved Dragons before we get into any other team. Um... You know, obviously a rough off season for you, mate. But uh, have you got any hope heading into the twenty twenty three season? Look, not really. Um, I know, I know uh, another uh, listener of the podcast and a um, guest host and uh, Doopy. I've got a bet with him going this year for who's going to finish higher on the ladder. Uh, I, I might be showing confidence in that bet, but deep down, I've already bought the case of beer ready for him because I was just. I've just got like zero expectations and zero hope. It's just one so, of those things where I hope I'm surprised, but I just can't see it. So if you're having a bet with uh, a Titans fan about you know the result of the season, best case scenario, Cos, is that you get two cases out of this deal because you've already brought one. <laughs> Ah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great to get it back and uh, have some beers on a weekend and sit down and watch some football, no doubt about it. Let me ask you, uh, mate, we've got some predictions to go through. Um, Just quickly while I've got you on the phone, I'm sure you'll be a guest for a full episode later this year. But who do you think, we'll start with these ones, Uh, we won't get too, I guess, depressing and go wooden spoon yet. Who do you think is going to be the biggest surprises in terms of um, I guess, rising on the premiership ladder, and who's going to be the biggest disappointment for you in 2023? What do you predict? What teams do you think will rise? What teams do you think will fall this year? It's uh, a tough question. Um, well, look, if I can go off last year's uh, ladder and 
We'll go. I can only honestly see probably maybe one team dropping out. Of the top eight? Only one team of the top eight from last year. And that is uh, the Canberra Raiders. I just I don't have much uh, hope or faith or can't really see them cracking into the eight again. And um, I think uh, a couple of the teams that have recruited well and obviously change changes with the coaches and stuff, like Tigers and Bulldogs, I think they'll go... Uh, a few spots better than they did last year, but I think Brisbane, I think Brisbane might actually take that eighth spot. Brisbane or Manly, actually. Big, big call, big call for sure. So Brisbane and Manly on the improve in twenty twenty three. Yeah, and I'll have the Raiders missing out on the top eight from last year, and then all other seven teams I think will be there. It's just a matter of where they finish. My next question, what about the new team, the Dolphins, 17th team in the NRL? They are the favourites at the moment for the Wooden Spoon. I have them going better than that and, and winning quite a few games. I still have them, you know, 14th personally on my season previews. But what do you think the expectations should be around the Dolphins in their first season? Where do you ultimately think that Wayne can guide them to in 2023? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Dolphins. It's, uh, you look at their roster and it's not, you know, crash hot, but, you know, a couple of few forwards there from the Storm especially that are probably at the uh, the other end of their career rather than the, the beginning and um, but in saying that you know the coach that's in charge there Wayne Bennett he can just never give up on a Wayne Bennett coach side you just you know he's going to get the best out of them very young side too I mean the hammer uh, Katoa yeah. take a Milford spot O'Sullivan and Marshall King is the spine it's a very young spine messing around up there. Milford obviously didn't impress in the, in the pre-season and, and the trials, so he's handed the number six jersey to the young fella to kick off the season, so I think Wayne's got his you know, expectations that are a little bit higher than you know some fans and media, but obviously right with them for the wooden spoon. I wouldn't say straight up that they'll get the spoon. I think, you know, I don't think they'll make the eight, but I don't think they'll get the spoon either. That's fair. Uh, so let's get to the nitty-gritty, I guess. We'll get your wooden spoon prediction now. Who do you think comes last in 2023? Look, I know I was just previewing my beloved Dragons earlier, and I know a few of you in, in the chat uh, that we uh, that we have with, with, the, with the boys and obviously the media and some other fans in general just think we're going to come last, but I'll die on that hill and... Look, I don't care if we finish 16th on the same amount of wins and they get the spoon on for and against. I just, I don't think we're going to finish 17th, but um, I've got the Warriors or the Knights, pending, you know, how injuries and stuff like that goes for those uh, clubs in particular. So which one are you picking if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Newcastle. And your premiership predictor for 2023. Can the Panthers go three in a row or do you think a team comes out of nowhere and and uh, upstages them on grand final day or maybe Penrith don't even make the grand final? What's your grand final prediction? What's your premiership predictor? Well, it just it, it pains me, but just watching that grand final last year and, and you look at just the way that game went where it was, you know, a bit back and forth for about 10 minutes and then once Penrith got got on the front foot that was you know pretty much game over and pretty much after 15-20 minutes he knew he was going to win that game that's just a matter of how much but um, look, I just didn't see any signs of them getting taken down the next year like I could totally be wrong 
and I really hope I'm wrong because just as each day goes on, whether it's their fans or someone in their team, they just make you want to hate them even more because their arrogance is just getting to their head. And couple I'm departures though in the off season, no kick out or yeah. uh, or who's the other player that I'm missing? Kick out or chorus out? Yeah, obviously this season. So. Don't do that to me, though. Don't say we're going to lose another grand final to Penrith. <laughs> but to pick a winner, look, my head probably says Penrith. My heart will say South. But South Sydney, man, I just feel like if they can keep Luttrell and, and Cody Walker, those two especially, on the field and, you know, their heads off their shoulders and play some smart footy and, you know, don't get, in, don't get hot-headed and don't let... Uh, certain situations get the better of them and if they can stay fit and, and fully focused then Sydney can definitely go all the way I like that prediction what What about your round one I'll let you go shortly I've got a few matches still to preview and a couple other guys to potentially bring in depending um, whether they can get here in time but uh, round one uh, do you know the games what do we got I'm going to read them off I'm going to get your prediction so we've got the um, the Eels versus Storm yeah look when you, when you hear round Alright. Definitely. Uh, Knights Warriors. Or well, Warriors Knights over me at Smart. As I touched on earlier, my two spoon predictions, but I think uh, I think the Warriors will get up at home. Uh, the Premiers, Penrith versus the Broncos in the other Friday night game. I've gone the Panthers. Tip against them. Uh, Alright, Saturday games, we've got, I believe it's Manly Bulldogs first up. Uh, I've gone Manly for this one, at home, should be a dry track, haven't really checked the weather for the weekend, but... Turn to Tommy. Yeah, return to Tommy, I expect to get a decent crowd there, so, should be a good game there. Absolutely. Uh, Cowboys at home against Canberra. Uh, at the Shire, the Cronulla Sharks versus CF Sydney in the final game of Super Saturday. Nico Hines ruled out of this one. Yeah, well, I tip South, like, I, I put my tips in like a few weeks ago, I was that keen. Uh, I 
tips out, so I've stuck with them since. And uh, he, even with uh, Nico playing, I still would have tips out. And the Sunday games, we've got the... What's the first? Uh, the Dolphins and the Roosters. The Roosters versus the Dolphins. The 17th team, the Dolphin comes in, but it's at, I believe, the Roosters are playing in Sydney, aren't they? Uh, what, is this game in Sydney? I think so. No, actually, it's not. It's it's at no, Suncourt. It's at Suncourt. Yeah. Oh, look, I know we were together a couple of weeks ago, and I said, look, Dolphins are my upset for the, for the week, but, you know, I was a few beers deep, so just ignore what that guy said. <laughs> And the final game of the week, the West Tigers versus the team that I guess you hate because you've got to best bet against them this season, the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> yeah, well, this is probably one of the, the toughest to, to pick. You can really make an argument for both, but I did come across something which I brought up in our chat, that uh, Gold Coast have actually won more games against the Tigers in Sydney than they have in Gold Coast. Huge. So that's that was yeah, blew me away. So I'm just going to go off that stat there and I'm going to cosmically curse the Gold Coast Titans. Well, thanks for being on the show. Um, I'm sure we'll get you on uh, for a full episode later this year. And the good news causes that the Dragons are on two points after round one. <laughs> Alright, that's right, the Dragons have the bye in round one, so we'll see how you go in your first game against the Titans next week, uh, but thanks for being on the show, mate. No worries, too easy. All good, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you throughout this season. And the second game of Friday Night Football kicks off at 8.15, I believe it is, or maybe 8.05, yeah, it's 8.05 at Penrith, Bluebet Stadium, the defending premiers up against the Brisbane Broncos, Penrith. Two premierships in a row, they're looking unstoppable. And, you know, who knows who can beat them in this race for a third consecutive premiership. However, they have lost a couple. So they're starting to show that they are, I guess, beatable. No kick here, no Appy Chorus here. And the St. Helen Super League team got up and beat them uh, in the preseason challenge, in the World Cup challenge a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I think Penrith will be out to determine, uh, to, uh, determine to prove that they're still going to be, you know, the premiership's favourites this year. Almost full strength apart from the loss of Taylor May, who unfortunately is going to be out for the season, I believe, with an ACL injury. So Tuovava comes in to replace him. Apart from that, they're looking like, uh, you know, the premiers that we all know and love, um, or maybe not love, depending on who, how you feel about them. I don't, I don't particularly love them, but you can't deny that the fact that they play a brilliant brand of football and against the Broncos in round one, they're going to be really tough to beat because the Broncos... We all know that how it ended after round 19. They were in the top four last year before collapsing outside of the top eight. I think they're going to have to be at their absolute best if they're going to challenge Penrith in this game. Adam Reynolds is going to be back on deck, which is good. Him and Ezra Mim, um play a crucial role in this game because you know Adam Reynolds' kicking game, especially if Manly, uh, if, sorry Penrith can really start the game off well and and you know catch Brisbane on their own line and, and force them to work it out. It's going to be Adam Reynolds' kicking game and finding grass against Dylan Edwards. That's going to be very important for the Broncos' chances in this game. And, you know, you look at Penrith's forward pack, Leota, Fisher, Harris, uh, Isaiah Yo, and then Garner and Liam Martin. They're going to be hard to stop and they're going to be hard for the Broncos to limit their meters. And, you know, it's really the onus on the Broncos' forwards to see exactly where they are at in relation to this season. Jensen and Huss... Carrigan, Kate, well, they've got a big job ahead of them. 
And, you know, with the departure of Flegler at the end of the season, they're starting John, uh, Jensen this week in, in the starting prop spot. Uh, Flegler back to the bench, but I think he's still got a lot to offer as an impact player throughout the season. But for me, Penrith, round one, defending premiers, they're going to be too classy for this Broncos outfit. I think the Broncos um, are going to go a lot better in this game than a lot of people predict. I think they'll stay with Penrith for long periods of the game, but... How do you tip against the defending premiers that are showing no signs of slowing down? I think Penrith have got way too many points in them, and I don't know where Brisbane score their points because Penrith's defense is one of the best we've seen in the NRL era. So I'm going to have Penrith by 18 in this game. I think Brisbane stick with them for a long time, but ultimately they can't score points, and I think Penrith will expose um, Brisbane's outside edges in this game. And whether it's Cleary's kicking game, Jerome Blue, I find a space on that left-hand side, or Dylan Edwards roaming in. I think they managed to find a way to score a few tries, and unfortunately, I, I don't know where Brisbane, even though they've got attacking weapons, I don't know where they break this, um, you know, almost unstoppable Penrith defense and, and find a way to go over. So Penrith by 18 for me in this round one fixture. Super Saturday for the first time this season. It is Super Saturday. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I love my Super Saturday football. It's my favorite time of the week and kicking it off for 2023 from Four Pines Park up there at Rookvale in Manly. The Manly Seagulls hosting the Canterbury Bulldogs. A lot of excitement around the Bulldogs team, but you know they're going to face harsh conditions in Brookvale. There's going to be a hostile crowd. I expect Manly to get uh, almost a sellout, if not a sellout, for this fixture. The Bulldogs, they've continued their great recruitment drive uh, through the likes of Phil Gould, and he's brought in Cameron Serrato, who has so much wraps on him as being, you know, the best development coach in the NRL. He gets his time and his chance to coach a first-grade system and a first-grade team, and, you know, he's put his own spin in uh, the team and, and how they're going to line up in 2023. Hayes Parham's the new fullback. Uh, the likes of Alamodi and Avarillo get their chances in the centres, they suck solid with Burden and Flanagan. Reed Marnie, the new recruit from the Eels, one of the best hookers in the game, will come and add his experience and find ways to uh, break down the opposition's defense. And Viliame Kikia on that left-hand edge, if he's partnered with Matt Burden, I think they're going to be close to unstoppable. Their trial form hasn't been great, but um, there's a lot of buzz in the air at Belmore this year for the Bulldogs, and I think they're going to, they're going to be ready for this round one game, no doubt about it. But Manly... And same thing, new beginning for them. Anthony Seaboard comes in as coach. Tommy Turbo, fully fit for round one. Let's hope he can get a full season under his belt because we know when he's at his best, he's one of the best players in the competition. Cooper Johns will be the 5'8 with Cherry Evans to start the year because Josh Schuster's got a slight niggle. He'll be out for the first week and mainly do have the buy in round two. So Schuster will be back on board for round three. Because of that buy in round two, I think it shapes up to be an important game for Manly to start their season on the right note because they won't play again for a fortnight after this. Um, you know, new recruits, Talungi, he'll be starting in the second row and maybe going up against Kikia. So he's going to have to be at his best. Kepi is going to be at the new lock because Jake Sorovic has gone to the front row as he kind of gets older and more experienced. He's definitely the leader of this team, especially the forward pack at least. And I think that his experience up front is crucial and the workload that he gets through is really going to help Manly out defensively. If you can get him to do as much tackling as possible, it might negate his attack a little bit but you know that you're going to be a defensive, uh, defensively sound team if Jay Shrojevic is out there leading the pack. Both of these teams have a few young guys on the bench. Um, the Bulldogs bench, almost unrecognizable. Tenner, Waddell, Pele, and Preston for mainly Weeks, Shrojevic, Bullymore, and Aloe. So 
I think Manly got the better of the two benches. I think that at home in front of a you know fully packed uh, out stadium of fans that are supporting them, I think that it's going to be quite the occasion to welcome Anthony Seaboard as the new coach and welcome back Tommy as he hopes to you know make 2023 his best year yet and really set this competition alike. So I think that with all those factors, Manly are hard to tip against in round one. I just think that we've seen them at the best, we've seen them at their worst, and obviously. The back end of last year didn't go their way, but, you know, with the excitement and the ability to score points, especially when the likes of Tommy and Cherry Evans combine, I think that Bulldogs will have a hard job stopping them for 80 minutes, and I think it's going to be a a good year for the Bulldogs as well. As I mentioned, they're improving every season now, and this squad just gets stronger and stronger, and I think they're going to work their way to being a top eight contender this season. I just think it comes at the expense of a round one losses. They kind of build these new combinations um, and give these young guys some exposure. Phil Gould said it on the Channel 9 podcast uh, last week that their big weakness this year is going to be experience. And you look at uh, Manly's leaders, and I think that they have enough to get them over the line in round one. So I'm going to go Manly by 10, but I think it's going to be a highly entertaining Super Saturday game to start the season. All right, I'm working my way through my round one at footy tips, half the round to preview. Still got two Super Saturday games to preview, big ones as well. But before we get to that, I want to welcome in our second guest today, uh, regular contribution uh, contri- contributor, I guess. Man, I can't talk at the moment. Uh, to the show, Josh Duncan. You've been on the show multiple times, mate. Welcome. How are you going? Thank you very much, Westy. Uh, absolutely a pleasure to be here and glad to, glad that Steve's NRL footy tips back. Glad that uh, NRL is back and glad that Supercoach is back. I know you love the game of Supercoach and uh, we'll see what you can deliver this year. I'm pretty sure I eliminated you in our league last year. Yep, definitely. And I mean, given, uh, I've got a pretty good record. Actually, no, I shouldn't say I've got a pretty good record. I've got a very hot and cold record when it comes to the um, rounds with the buy every uh, game when it comes to um, the buyers every single week. Uh, last the first time I got, I think I got um, in the top 100, and I forget exactly what I placed 117 or something like that in Supercoach in the last ever um, last ever rounds uh, last ever year that had rounds uh, yep. buys every rounds. So. Yeah, mate, and pretty impressive. Around, You're a tough player. You're a tough player. Yeah, well, I mean, the year before I was trash, but, you know, hot and cold. We'll so, see how you go. We'll see what this year brings. Any cheapies that people should be on the lookout for if they're playing Supercoach and listening to this? Yeah, I mean, there's cheapy galore out there, which is fantastic. I mean, Khan Pereira for the Titans is very um, hard to pass up, especially with the Titans' attack. Now, they usually, even though they weak points, they usually fairly consistently score points, and their wingers have gone all right in the past. I mean, um, the second rowers, I mean, you can't go past Jermaine Hopgood um, starting at lock for Parra and um, Dory as well uh, up until Lane's back. And then you've also got the Cardi Party who's in and around the bench. So Katoa for the um, Dolphins is going to be hard to turn up as well. Turn down, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's going to be fantastic. And you've got those mid-range cheapies, you know, the awkward price ones around 300 to 380k. Like, you've got Tanner Boyd, you've got Tommy Talao, you've got Hot good. players who, yeah, all these players were known, well, not really known super coaches, but they are have been in the NRL for a couple of years, and given that experience, they could explode this year. Could so be a breakout season for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, mate. Well, let's get your season predictions uh, on the show today. My first question to uh, 
Cos was about the Dragons. His team when I had him on. Uh, what about Parramatta, mate? Grand final runners up. Uh, didn't get the job done in the big game last year, but uh, you know, it was it was. I'm sure it was an experience to get there for you. Do you think uh, you can go one better in the Premiership this year, or do you think the Eels might find it a little bit tougher, especially at the start of the year when uh, you're a little bit light in the forwards? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no doubt it's going to be a bit of a tough year, and I mean, our draw is among. I think, top five toughest draws um, based on last year's experience, um, based on last year's ladder. And I mean, it's, um, I think these first five weeks are going to be sobering, unfortunately. Um, uh, as uh, I know you mentioned in your Paramount Hills um, season preview, it's going to be a bit of a um, grand final hangover. Um, I think it is going to be a bit of sobering year for the Eels. Um, Predicting them to come seventh, but again, that could be with Paramount bias. It's just going to be really tough with basically all of our forward pack, our second row um, gone from last year. I mean, Matto coming back will be fantastic. Sean Lane, but I mean, facial fractures uh, have a tendency if he cops another knock, you know, that could mean more time. Yeah. Surgery in. So it's one of those injuries where even just your teammate it can be the smallest of tackles just all it takes is a shoulder a stray elbow something like that and you're gone so it's just one of those tough things but looking forward to um, a lot of our signings they've um, we've signed okay um, especially considering the quality we lost but um, it's yeah, I think we'll still make finals football. Or if we don't, um, I think it'll be ninth. We'll be around the ninth. Seven to ninth mark. I don't think we can win the premiership, unfortunately. I'm happy, very happy to be proven wrong. What about Josh Hodgson and his signing? you confident there? Yeah, I mean, no. No. Not confident at all. I mean, he's had two or three ACLs in the last three, four years. He seems to have slowed down in general. Definitely. And I mean, some of his service out of dumping half in the trials was quite crisp and nice. But it's, we're talking about over a period of time. And I mean, we're carrying Jake Arthur on the bench. And he, is he going to come into the nine role? If not, why aren't we playing Mitch Rain or why aren't we playing a junior who can play, potentially play that role? Because Josh Hodgson's not playing eight minutes. There's no way. Probably 50 to. 55 minutes. Yeah, definitely and question so marks there. Got a halfback who's going into um, dummy half. And we've seen in the past Clint Gutherson um, fill the dummy half role when we've had this issue, but uh, it just doesn't seem feasible to me. I think long term we need another hooker and we need to figure it out pretty quickly. That's a, I think that's a fair assessment. Let's get to your season previews. I've got a couple of questions to ask you. First off, who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise package of 2023? Who's going to rise to the highest on the ladder? And uh, likewise, who's going to be the biggest sliders this year for you? Well, I mean, biggest sliders, it's hard to go past from runners-up to 7th or ninth. Yep. Um, just one of those things where... For the sake of for the sake of that, I'll mention someone else. Yep. Uh, the biggest risers. I mean, I don't see the top eight changing all that much, to be honest. Um, 
especially at top four, I really think that's apart from Parramatta. I think it's quite settled. I think um yeah, I think the Tigers are going to threaten a lot more this year. Um, they, I think with Dewey and with their pack, even though there's still a few things that are unsettled, I think they're going to challenge a lot more than they did last year, where they just dropped away from games. And Happy Coruscant is just a game changer through and through. And what he's done for Penrith is fantastic. I mean, even in the trials, Penrith looked a little bit down without him. Without there was just wasn't as much speed. That, yep. Uh, passing out of dummy half. Definitely. Do you think that... So um, do, you, do you think that uh, they can challenge for the eight? That's all I was going to yeah, ask. definitely. I mean, um, it's going to take a little bit of time to gel, but when you've got the same one, six, and seven from last year, you've got three out of the four spine that are, you know, consistent. And you've got Noel Faluma back from Melbourne Storm who, you know, have a winning culture. He would have learned a lot from that. And then just the star-studded forward pack that they have, it's just the quality is fantastic. And Johnny Bateman, if he can give any form, any um, potential form that he has based on what he's already shown in the NRL, I mean, they could go anywhere. And then Isaiah Papaliton, um, without a doubt, one of the best second rollers in the last two years. And, you know, him signing with the Tigers just hurt me personally. Um, from that power, I would have loved to keep him, but um, yeah, really exciting year for them. Um, As for your sliders, sliders, I can't, I can't see anyone but the dragons being the biggest disappointments. I mean, I've even got in my round one, in my round one predictions, the buyer to beat the dragons <laughs> because I just well, they won twelve out of twenty four games last year. Somehow, they won half their games. And and the funny thing is, you take away Ben Hunt from that. And they probably win two yep. out of those um, twelve games. I mean, we'll see how it. If Ben Hunt gets injured, it's going to be such a tough year. But you look at their forward pack, you look at their backs. I mean, given that um, Cody Ramsey's been um, unfortunately with a season-ending illness, yep. but even with Cody Ramsey in that team, I still would tip them to be last. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a really tough year. I don't think. Um, don't think Griffin's going to last very long. I think maybe give him till round eight before he's sacked. Well, you've answered my next question, which is the wooden spooners. So I'll go straight to the yes. big one. Who makes the grand final? Who's the grand final between and who wins the 2023 premiership? See, my heart wants to say I um, anyone but Penrith. But, I mean, that club is just so... So, I won't say professional because they're... Um, unprofessional on the field but when it comes to playing football they're one of the most professional outfits and they're just when when they're on they're on and it's hard to stop them it's, they pile so much pressure on that's the thing about Penrith it's just the pressure they pile on with their forwards it's just consistent you saw in the grand final the first 15 minutes it wasn't anything flashy they were just barreling um William Mark, Spencer Lenu when came on, they were just, I, I, yeah, I think they were they were the best too, but they were just pounding Paramount's forwards, and that's what they've done all year, that it did all year last Impressive, year. yep. Even though they don't have Appy, it's still hard to sort of beat them. In an ideal world, 
I wouldn't have them in there, but I think it's going to be um, Penrith and the Rabbitohs okay. in the grand final. Uh, Matt Coswell predicted the same grand final, so that's uh, that's interesting. And the same yeah, premiers. So I think we are heading there. Um, and, and, uh, As I said to him... <laughs> yeah. else, yep. It's not Penrith, because someone needs to beat him. And three years in a row, I think, is too much. But I think with Appy being out is a massive thing. Um, it's His his influence on that Penrith side cannot be understated. So um, it could be that we find that Penrith given that they don't have a hooker, might fall in the finals, might falter, but um, we'll have to wait and see. And I'm just hoping Cody Walker can redeem his, um, redeem that grand final. Uh, sorry to bring up yeah. uh, past, past um, Hurts, but it's all... I really think that um, given the Rabbitohs, given the Rabbitohs squad, given their, how, um, fairly consistent the squad is as well I feel like they can go far and I feel like they're a real premiership threat alright before I've got it I've got to go continue the uh, you know previewing the round but before, uh, before we do that let me yeah. give you my or let me give the audience your round one footy tips uh, quickly who do you have Thursday night Parramatta versus Melbourne I'll run through the games for you that's the heart of Melbourne the Warriors in Newcastle Warriors Penrith and Brisbane in the other Friday night game. Penrith. The Super Saturday have got Manly the Bulldogs. Cost this up, but Manly. Tommy Turbo to go off. The Cowboys and the Raiders. Cowboys. The Sharks, who have no Nico Hind, round one, just ruled out in team lists, and uh, the Rabbitohs. Definitely the Rabbitohs there. With Hines, it was a toss up, but without Hines. It's the Rabbits. Uh, Dolphins versus the Roosters. Dolphins' first ever game. Definitely the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Tigers and Gold Coast. Uh, tipped an upset here, Titans. Nice. I was hoping for more upsets, but I've gone Titans as an upset. I like it. All right, mate. Well, thanks for being on the show, and I'll uh, we'll talk to you throughout the year. Thank you very much. Enjoy your first round, and good luck for all super coaches and footy tippers out there. No worries. Thanks, mate. Super Saturday continues at 5.30 when the North Queensland Cowboys open their 2023 account with a game against the Canberra Raiders up there at Townsville Queensland Country Bank Stadium. The Cowboys, they were the surprise packages of 2023. Unbelievable when a lot of people predict... Uh, 2022, sorry. That is a lot of people predicting to win the wooden spoon, but unbelievable season, all things considered. Scott Drinkwater had a breakout season, and Tom Deed and Townsend added so much composure uh, to the halves that... You know, they're big guns. The guys like Felt, Valentine Holmes got more space than ever before in their forward pack. The likes of uh, Tarbalolo and McLean did their thing as a bunch of young recruits came in, such as Cotter and, and Nenai and Gilbert and a lot of these guys. So um, I think the sky's the limit for the Cowboys in 2023. They're opening their account against the Canberra Raiders, who, you know, snuck in the eight last year. Had a good season by all accounts. Uh It'll be interesting to see how Wyden and Fogarty do with a full season under their belt. They've named Sebastian Chris at fullback, which is really interesting. And the likes of uh, Passimi Solo as the starting prop. Danny Levi as the new hooker. So there's some changes there for Canberra. But I think Canberra's real problem in the past has been consistency. And they float in and out of games. Sometimes they have big leads and they manage to blow it. So I think they just have to be more consistent all around the football field. If they do that, 
I give them um, a, a big chance to go higher than they ever have, um, you know, as with this squad in the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how they start the season because it's not an easy game at all um, against the the North Queensland Cowboys. As I mentioned, they um, especially at home since that new stadium opened, they've looked really good there. Going to be tough to beat, no doubt about it. So. You know, as much as I'd like um, the Cowboys, uh, the, the Raiders to start their season on a winning account and show what they're capable of, I just think that the Cowboys, they were so good last year. It was a disappointing end to the season in that game against the Eels. I think they're out on a mission. They've got something to prove, and I've said it in my season preview. I don't think that a grand finals had the reach for the Cowboys. So I've got the Cowboys in this game. I think that, um, as I mentioned, that just the... The spine being really settled. Um, Reese Robson, one of the most underrated hookers in the game, and I think that their forward pack um, can really take it to Penrith early, get over that advantage line, and they can score points and score points quickly, the Cowboys. So if they get on a roll, they're going to be hard to stop. I'm going to go the Cowboys in this one. Um, the Cowboys buy eight to open their account in 2023. Sorry, Raiders fans. And the final game of Super Saturday takes place at 7.35 when the South Sydney Rabbitohs travel up to the Shire. Cronulla Sharks host the South Sydney Rabbitohs from Point Bet Stadium. The Sharks have been rocked uh, during the lead-up to this game with the um, news that Nico Hines won't be fit to start the season. So Moylan and Trindle will be the starting halves in this game. Will Kennedy, um, the ever-reliable fullback. But that loss of Nico Hines is a huge detriment to a Cronulla team that, you know, South Sydney eliminated pretty easily uh, ultimately in the 2022 semi-finals the second week of the finals there you know they're going to be out for revenge for this game and really start their season hot there's a lot of hype around the club this year that they can you know improve and be genuine premiership contenders but see sydney their full complement of stars on deck uh, they're missing a few you know bench players that, you know, are underrated addition to the squad, like Sele and Favilli, but mostly they're fully strength, and that's an exciting proposition when you look at the likes of Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, um, their combination and what they can add to CF's defense, and then the workhorses in the middle of the field in Damien Cook and Cam Murray, um, they're really good link men um, between the halves, and I guess the forwards and Cam Murray, we know the effort he puts in, so much hard work, he really leads the forward pack tirelessly. I think that South's, you know, season is sky high with possibilities this year. I think they've really got the ability to um, potentially break this premiership drought. They've made five straight preliminary finals and have no premierships to show for it. So I think if anyone's going to take down Penrith, looking at this South Sydney squad, I think that they're the biggest chance early in the season. They do have Penrith around two, so they're going to look to start their season um, you know, pretty fast and, and show that they're contenders straight away. It's a very tough game straight up. It's going to be a physical match, this one. Both these forward packs um, are going to bash into each other. And uh, I think Sam Burgess and his arrival at Redfern in the coaching ranks um, really help nurture some of these young forwards. And guys like Mowali coming off the bench and Shakai Mitchell, I think that their development's going to be crucial to having that, I guess, impact off the bench because Tom Burgess who did a remarkable job at last year is going to be starting because of the departure of um, of Nichols but I think that you know Cronulla's forward pack which was so dominant for a long time in last year's uh, regular season the likes of Rudolph and Heminueli and Finucane who had his injury problems but he you know added a huge amount of experience to it I think they were beaten way too easily in that in that semi-final last year and 
South just had their way with Cronulla, and Cronulla are going to have to be a hell of a lot better round one without their superstar and Dowie M medalist Nico Hines if they're going to cause an upset against South Sydney. But I just think South are going to be too strong, and I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Um, that home, that crowd up there at Cronulla, I mean, the Shire should be completely full for this game. It's a uh, probably the best game on paper of the round, but I think South are going to be too strong. I've got South by six points, but I think that there will be a lot of points in this one. And it will be, I guess, um, next try scores. I mean, if there's one area that CFs have to fix, it's their defense because they clock in and out of games, they get a big lead, and then they really let opposition back into it. Um, so I think they have to improve that. But I think for Cronulla, uh, with Moylan and Trindon as, Trindle as the halves, I think they just need to get their combinations right before their superstar comes back in in the next week or two in Nico Hines. So got CFs Sydney by eight points to open their account in 2023. Hey guys, so we've still got two games left to preview in round one, the Sunday fixtures, but as I've been doing throughout the course of this episode, I've got some guests that have been on the show in the past coming in and giving their season predictions for the season ahead. I'm sure I'm going to have this uh, man back on the podcast throughout the season, uh, Nicole Dimitrescu. He had his first appearance on the show last year, but I welcome you in now, Nick, to talk a bit about football, mate. Uh, are you excited and looking forward to the 2023 NRL Telstra Premiership season? Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. It's been like, what, six months without football? I'm, I'm really amped up for the new season. The only thing I'm not uh, amped, out, up, amped up about is the having to buyers every week. They really need to get like an 18th team in there as quick as possible, but we'll deal with that. I agree, especially with we talk about revenue a lot in rugby league. If we have a, a you know 18th team, we can have another game a week, which I think is important as well. Yeah, that's Sunday, 6 o'clock slot. That's always been my favourite uh, time slot for games, whenever there's actually had that Sunday, 6 o'clock game. So you could easily have a 2, 4, 6, yeah, yeah. on the Sunday. What now, a perfect Sunday that would be. What a perfect weekend. Speaking of uh, the, I guess, expansion of the competition, I've asked I asked Coz earlier in the show what he thinks the expectations should be around the Dolphins' first season. They've obviously got a very tough round one game, Nick, but how do you think that uh, Wayne Bennett will go up there with the new club, considering they've got a very young spine. I mean, you look at their spine, they've got the Hemmer, um, Katoa playing his first first first-grade game over Milford this weekend, Um, Sean O'Sullivan, and Jeremy Marshall King is their spine. So it's a young side, but what do you think expectations should be around the Dolphins, and how do you think they're going to go this year? I don't mind Jeremy Marshall King. I think he's a a pretty handy hooker to sign in for the Dolphins. Uh, For the Hammer... I think he, he has potential to have a, a bit of a breakout year with the Dolphins. The only issue is he's really going to have to have a good forward pack running running for him in order for him to actually have a really big impact. So I think they signed well in the in the forward pack. It's probably like mid-tier, I'd say. Yeah. kind of forwards they've signed, a lot of experience. Katoa um, is probably going to be the X factor for him because they really don't have that much of a spark. I'm sure Osalvin's a capable half, but I think he's a lot better... In a team like the Panthers, where he had such an all-star team around him, that yeah, you know, his his impact could, could shine a little bit more through. But for for the season, uh, I would say the Dolphins—they're uh, probably not going to start all that well, which is to be expected. Do you, do you have to have what the the record the Titans had when they started in two thousand eight on hit I think they came twelfth in their first season. I can't, I think they won nine or eight games. I think it might have been nine, nine or ten actually. I think yeah, it was. They went decent. They were they were around that um, ninth to twelfth area for sure. I think that's probably where the Dolphins end up finishing. I, I, I do, I'm not the biggest fan of their team relative to the other teams in the comp, but I don't think you can put uh, a cross straight through Wayne. It's that's you'd be you'd be 
if you ask him tough to, to bet against Wayne Bennett having at least a decent season this year, I don't think they'll play finals, but I'd, I'd probably surprise a lot of people. I think it's important just to, you know, grow those the foundation of the club and grow those roots there and, you know, get those pathways and, and these young players some experience. And, you know, after this season, the next few years are going to be important. I mean, they've already signed Farnsworth and Flegler for 2024. So I think it's important you just to grow the club. But I agree, Nick. Um, I was talking to Coz and Josh about their teams. I'm going to just quickly ask you about yours. You're a Brisbane Broncos man. Um, obviously, they're in the top four until the end of round 19. I think they're still in the top four and then they collapse near the end of the season do you think uh they can find a way to sneak into the eight this year yeah they should be able to find a way to sneak into the eight i don't think they'll be finishing top four though no i think that's a bit out of reach i think obviously reynolds's uh fitness it, it a lot of your season rides on that yeah when they sign reynolds for that three-year contract they'll probably look more forward and impact towards the first like year maybe even two but as he as he gets a little bit older like he's he just always is going to be the kind of bloke that breaks out. I hope it doesn't happen to him, but I mean, he's had a career that's been a little bit marred by injuries. So it's hopefully we can get a little bit of value out of him whilst he's still, you know, fresh and fit and still producing. But uh, it's we're getting towards the back end of that now. Do you think Reese Walsh will add much to the team? Uh, we shall see. We shall see. Look, it's probably a better situation for him than what he had at the Warriors. Um, you know, well, he's back home now. He's a Broncos yeah. junior. Yeah, it's it's a good situation for him to be in. Look, he, he's got attacking flair behind him. Uh, I've never been the, the biggest fan of him defensively, unless you think otherwise. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I think that he does add another element to your attack, no doubt about it. Another option there. I think that he's got more explosiveness to kind of break the line and, and pop up around the field than the guys that I guess have filled in there for the Broncos since you know Boyd's retirement a few years ago. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's got an option as well where you can, you can put a decent grubber and, and pretty much just a kick as well. You can put a decent kick in. So it gives, gives us a decent option like that so third sort of playmaker. So, look, we shall see. I don't think he's going to be making any Origin teams. Like, like what he, wasn't he picked to play one of the games in Origin yeah, a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think 2021 maybe. Yep. But he was hurt. He had yep. a concussion or something like that. So, yep. look, he, I won't go as, as far to say that he will be playing fullback for for Origin this year, but he'll, he'll hopefully, hopefully be all right for us. Is he goal kicking for us this year? I think he will be. Him or Reynolds? I guess it depends on Reynolds' fitness again. So I can take that pressure off Reynolds. Just give it to Walsh. Yeah, he's got the younger legs. Let, let, try to use um, Reynolds. Energy elsewhere. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Uh, I've been asking these questions. So I'll ask you as we get on. I've got, I've got two more games to, to preview, but uh, two questions for you to start off with. Who do you think are the biggest uh, improvement, the biggest surprise packages of 2023? And likewise, who do you think is the other biggest sliders fall down the ladder the most this season? If I'm not mistaken, Tigers won the wooden spoon last year, did they? They did, yes. I think Team Sheens and Benji will do a bit of a job on the Tigers. Uh, it, it's a bit of a weird situation, though. Like, if if um, I think Fox Sports had this story. I think um, if the Tigers end up doing well this year, uh, they'll be asking the questions as to why Benji would even be taken over in a couple of years' time. But if they do poorly, Benji's been the man right next to Tim Sheens. Why would you want to... What, what kind of voice is he going to offer that's different as, as opposed to Tim Sheens if they've been doing so poorly? But I think the Tigers will go pretty well this year. Uh, I don't know if they'll make the eight, 
but I think they'll probably jump up from 7th, like 16th down to up to around like maybe 9th or even 10th. I mean, they had a long history there of just finishing 9th year, year out, I reckon they can get back to that. I think it'll be a good improvement if they come 9th or 10th. I think it's a success of a year, no doubt about it. I mean, they've got some key men coming in, which will help them. I mean, Coruscant and Pampalihi, nothing to sneeze at. Bateman's coming in, got some signings there, but... Um, I think the the question mark's still on the spine. The likes of Laurie and Brooks and, and Dewey. We'll see how they perform. No doubt about it. All right, what about uh, Sliders? Who do you have going down the ladder? Anybody uh, in particular? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at um, the Eels, potentially. Now, look, it's hard to bet against them, but I, I, some of the some of the losses they've had, they're pretty, pretty detrimental to their output. But uh, I... Oof. Not a big fan of the Storm this year either. They're lot, I mean, Bellamy, like Bellamy's a master coach as well. Um, he, he can pretty much make all-stars out of relatively unknowns. He's got, he could probably do a job with Tarek Sims. Yep. He's going to have to this year. I mean, Katoa, Josh King, um, Lorera, all these new kind of, I guess, mm. people even looking to revitalise their career or making an NRL career in that forward pack. I mean, they've lost all their hard workers, let's be honest. All, all, pretty much all their origin in... Uh, in uh, New Zealand representatives as well in that forward pack. So, um, look, uh, I was trying to think of who made the eight last year. The Storm finished fifth. The Raiders were eighth. Seahawks and the Roosters were sixth and seventh. So that was the bottom four last year. Mm, no, nah, I reckon maybe, maybe the Raiders might drop out of the eight, but I don't, I don't see any of them. Look, I want to say, I'm going to stick with the Eels. I don't, I don't what they finished like. Fourth last year? Yep. I reckon it's yeah. not too far-fetched to say they'll slide down to seventh or eighth and maybe even miss the eight. Okay, we'll big, call. big call. Uh, what about Wooden Spoon, mate? Who comes last? Dragons. No doubt about it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's still got more controversies coming out. I mean, what? Uh, what's, there's one after my, my got stood down for doing something dodgy. Yeah, Michael Molo, the stuff at Mudgy, the fight. The, the Michael Molo intimidating a woman, I believe. A lot of stuff Jeez. coming out, but the, the depth for the club has to be questioned, no doubt about it. Uh, what about your premiers, and who do you have in the green final? The big two questions. All right, well, this team's been pretty unlucky for, for injuries and whatnot last couple of years, but I would have the Roosters starting as my premiers this year. I don't want that to happen, um, but uh, I, I would say the Roosters probably make the grand final. I'm going to say the Rabbitohs are the other team that makes the grand final. That would be a huge grand final. It hasn't happened for a very long time. I think like 70 or 80 years. And they hate each other. We both know that. Mm, it'll be a very interesting grand final. I, I reckon it'll be those two teams that make the grand final. For Penrith, uh, there's still still a lot of quality in that side. But, I mean, they have gone two years in a row now winning a premiership. And that's they're what, the second team of the NRL era to do that besides the Roosters? Yep. Um, no team's won three. I'm guessing. What about like just in NRL history? Has any team ever won three in a row in NRL history? Maybe well, the Dragons back at the Well, the years. Dragons won 11 in a row, but the Eels were the last team to win three in a row, 81, 82, and 83. Okay. Not even the Broncos when they had that dominant 90s team. They couldn't do it, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, with, with the Panthers, I just think they lost a lot of heart uh, as, as relates to that team. So no, no kick out. I know some people have differing opinions on kick out, but he's, he's still a quality attacker player. Uh, I don't know if Garner's going to be able to rep- uh, replicate what kick off to that team. And I don't think anyone's really got, like, they've got no options to replace Coruscant at the level that he's produced. Like, he was playing Origin for him. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if, I don't know if the Panthers are going to have the same quality as they did the last couple of years. I know the, the World Cup Challenge is only one game, but they really didn't look the, at their best. Not at all. at all. 
Not at um, all. So I would, I would say Panthers look through his top four, but I don't think they're going to make the grand final. Be cool. Uh, all right, before I let you go, just quick, because I've got to record these last two games, um, I'm just going to name, read out the round one games for you, and I just want to get your tips, all right, mate? Yep. Cool. Uh, so we've got the Eels and Storm to kick off the season on Thursday night. I'm going to go Eels by four, just because it's in Sydney. Uh, the Warriors, Newcastle, Friday night. I'm going to take the Warriors just because it's in New Zealand by about eight. The other Friday night game is the Panthers-Brisbane. I will t- I'll take the Panthers just because it's in Sydney. Probably about six. I love these analogies. Uh, Super Saturday, Manly versus the Bulldogs. I'm going to take the Eagles. Eagles, yeah. Bulldogs might take a little bit of time just to adjust to each other. It might take a week, but I, I think the Eagles, Eagles probably have this. Also, Turbo's first game back. Do you reckon he dominates? Hopefully. I've got him in the suit coach team. I think everyone does. So, yeah, I reckon he dominates. Uh, 5.30 Saturday, the Cowboys and Canberra. Yeah, hard to go past the Cowboys. They're, they're they looking good. No major losses except for Gilbert. Um, but yeah, hard to go past Cowboys. And they gained Tamo back as well. So, uh, seven thirty-five. Nico Hines is out of this one. The Cronulla Sharks versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That is exactly why I'm taking the Rabbitohs. I'll go Rabbitohs by eight. The first game ever for the Dolphins. They head up and versus uh, they host the Roosters up there at SunCorp. Yeah, Roosters by thirty plus. Sorry. Mate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and the Tigers versus the Titans to end round one. I'll take the Titans. All right, no worries, mate. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I was going to say, there's new pieces for the for the Tigers. Probably should take a couple couple weeks to get used to each other. I'm going to tip the Tigers. They look pretty good in the, in the trials. They definitely did. No worries, mate. Well, thanks for being on the show. I'm sure we'll talk to you throughout the season, and um, we'll see how you go with these predictions at the back end of the year. No worries. Thanks, see mate. You see ya. Two games left of the round. Sunday afternoon football. The Dolphins' first ever game. They're going up against the Sydney Roosters, and man... What a tough first game for the Dolphins. I mean, Wayne Bennett, it's all about building culture, building reputation, and you know, really getting those pathways, getting these young guys some experience in the NRL this season, and really just you know building the Dolphins as a club for the future this year. So I think people should really lower their expectations when it comes to the Dolphins, but I think they're going to be emotionally up for this game. I mean, they're versing a Roosters crowd in what I assume will be a sold-out Suncorp Stadium. The Roosters traditionally so starters. They've got no Joseph Manu this week. Um, Corey Allen has taken his spot in the wing because he's out with a niggling injury. Angus Crichton um, going through some personal issues, so he's not playing to start the year. So their forward pack, not quite. Tupanu is still out as well uh, with that ACL injury and no uh, Hargraves this week either. So they're a little bit underdone, the Roosters. I think the Dolphins will be riding on the emotion of the that, that experience, we're going to see at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon to see the Dolphins, the new club, playing their first ever game. It's going to be history in the making. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but they're going to be leaning on that emotion, and they're going to know that they're, I guess, going to be perceived as the underdogs heading into this game. For me, the experience is a real issue. Their forward pack um, are really going to have to uh, do the hard work early to compete with this Roosters forward pack, but they've got experience in that regard. I mean, the Bromwich brothers, Fafusi, Wallace... Uh, we've all been there and done it in big game situations. The spine is where I, I worry because we've got the hammer at fullback. He's an inexperienced fullback. Um, Katoa, who has taken Milford's spot, he's impressed in the preseason, uh, Isaiah Katoa, and he gets his chance in the top grade to partner with Sean O'Sullivan, two guys that have really come through the Penrith system together. So I expect them to combine well. Uh, Marshall King is the other spine player. He's looking 
um, I guess, to really have a breakout 2023 after some solid years at the Bulldogs. But ultimately, that spine and that, those combinations, um, they're going to take some poor out of gel. They don't have any experience, really, with each other, and a lot of them don't have experience in those roles in the NRL. So I think um, it's going to take some time for the Dolphins, but I think that this game is a winnable game for them. I honestly do, because the Roosters going to be slow starters. They're still at the stars of the rugby league world in their team, and it's going to be interesting to see how new recruit uh, Brennan Smith goes there, the cheese. But I just think uh, that the Dolphins can score some early points. If they can score some points and put pressure to the Roosters, and I think the Roosters are going to have a real hard day out there at Suncourt. But, you know, how do you bet against the class of the side? I mean, this side's still got guys like Tedesco, Kiri, Radley, just genuine... Uh, game winners in the club. We know Suwali's uh, potential. They've got a good finisher in Tupo. I think that they've still got enough to beat this Rooster, uh, this Dolphins team in their first ever game. But don't underestimate the Dolphins with all the emotion and um, how the day's going to go for them. There's, they're going to be riding high. And I think that that energy and that adrenaline is going to lead to a fast start. I, I think the Dolphins will 100% be scoring the first try of this game. Uh, but I think as the game goes on, they're going to get a taste of... A lot of these young guys are going to get a taste of what the full NRL experience is, and that's um, and that's definitely a learning process. And I think Wayne knows that. Um, I think there's definitely going to be winnable weeks to come for the Dolphins, but I think that the Roosters could be a little bit of a bridge too far for them in week one. I've got the Roosters by 10. But I think, as I said, the Dolphins can make this one really competitive, and if they win their first game, what a moment that would be. So I'm looking forward to Sunday afternoon, no doubt about it. And the final game of round one, it's the West Tigers up against the Gold Coast Titans at Sunday, 6.15. The uh, weather's still really hot, so we've got the later game on Sunday at there at Leichhardt Oval. The Tigers last year's Wooden Spooners, they recruited uh, well in the offseason, bringing you know, game, general and game winners, uh, Appy Chorus here, Isaiah Papalihi and John Bateman over the club. That forward pack, massive boost. David Clem is a new addition as well. Um, their experience is going to be invaluable for this club who... You know, have had their problems in the last few years. They haven't made the finals for, you know, 11 seasons now. So the pain has just uh, really continued over the last decade plus for Tigers fans. But Tim Sheens, back at the helm. Yeah, you know, we know his legacy at the club. He's there with, you know, understudies Robbie Farrah and Benji Marshall, who Benji's going to take over the club in a couple of years. So it's truly a new beginning at Tigers. It's a really exciting time. Their spine, there's still question marks around it. Laurie, Dewey, Brooks, but I think that with these key game breakers in the side and the new additions to the squad, I think they're going to be riding on plenty of confidence to start the season. I think the first month for the Tigers, so important in this competition um, to determine where they're going to finish because they can get some momentum early, you know, spring some wins together. I don't think finals are the possibility for the Tigers at all. They're versing a Gold Coast Titan side that, you know, they uh, probably had their best month of the season in the final month of last year and Holbrook I think would really have been working on the defense in the offseason it was abysmal last year but you look at this Titans side on paper and you know there's an exciting brand of football there you've got some guys that are just brimming with potential and some um, some of the most exciting players to watch in the NRL I'm talking the likes of Brimson and, and Tanner Boyd and the young winger uh, Khan Pereira who's making his debut this week Jojo Fafida we know how, how um, electrifying David Fafita can be in his best, but it's a, it's a breakout year for a lot of these guys. Um, I think that Kieran Foran coming in the side is going to add a lot of experience to the team, a lot of composure, especially with his game management skills. So I'm really looking to see excited. I'm really looking forward and excited to see the Titans' first hit out of the year. 
I think that these two clubs, the two clubs that um, have really worked on defense in the offseason, but ultimately their bread and butter comes in, you know, the free-flowing flow, style of football that I think when these teams are at their best, they're throwing the footy around, they're trying things, and I think that uh, we could see a real high-scoring game come Sunday night. I'm going to go the Tigers because I think that it's a new era for the club in front of their home crowd. I think that... Um, that's going to be a massive boost for them. I think the Titans will be really close, but I think I'm going to have to go to the Tigers um, in an upset round one, and I'm going to go off the back of an Adam Dewey field goal at the Tigers by one point to start their 2023 season. So that wraps up my round one prediction episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed all the impact of the guests uh, and their season predictions, and hope you enjoyed my tips. Do you agree with them? Just to recap, I've gone the Storm to beat the Eels on Thursday night. The Friday night games have gone the Knights in an upset, upset against the Warriors. The PF has been too good for Brisbane. My Super Saturday games have got Manly beating the Bulldogs at Brookvale. The Cowboys being too strong for the Raiders up there in Townsville. And South Sydney um, ruining the Shires' uh, first game of the season against Cronulla there with a, uh, with a big win to, to kickstart their 2023 campaign. The Sunday afternoon games... I think the Dolphins will be competitive, but ultimately the Roosters would prove too classy. And I've got the Tigers exciting Leichhardt with a, a very high-scoring game and a, and a big win against the Gold Coast Titans. The Dragons have the bye round one, so they get two points. They'll head into ninth spot after round one in their first in preparation for their first game next week against the Gold Coast Titans. So those are my tips for the start of the NRL season. I look forward to doing this every week with you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Make sure you follow all the podcast feed, wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast. Follow Steve's that are all free tips on Facebook. And as I end this week's show, I'm just going to give you my predicted ladder for the 2023 NRL season. At first place, we have the Penrith Panthers. Second, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Third, the North Queensland Cowboys. Four, the Melbourne Storm. Fifth, the Sydney Roosters. Sixth, the Canberra Raiders. Seventh, the Cronulla Sharks. And sneaking into the top eight, at eighth, the Brisbane Broncos. Missing out of the eight, in ninth, I've got the Parramatta Eels, 10th, the West Tigers, 11th, the Canterbury Bulldogs, 12th, the Gold Coast Titans, 13th, Manly, 14th, the Dolphins in their inaugural season, 15th, the Knights, 16th, the Warriors, and the Wooden Spooners. For me this year, my prediction will be the St. George Illawarra Dragons. My grand final prediction is the Panther Panthers versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and I have the Panthers being too strong in that one. Thanks for everybody that's... Uh, taking time to listen to the show this week we've got plenty more to talk about throughout the course of the year and uh, the season's only just beginning so can't wait to see you every Tuesday night on another edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips